Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. And... As you process and digest how obnoxious, wasteful, and unlikable that story is, just remember, that's one I'm willing to tell you. All right, I don't plan on spending too much time on this one because I'm sure you're familiar with at least the optics of the narrative that I'll be sharing with you today. But that was a little bit of stand-up comedy from John Mulaney. Uh, For those that don't know, John Mulaney is a Saturday Night Live alum and uh, a stand-up comedian. Um, I'm a a fan of his. I like his work. Um, But I want to focus on something that kind of stood out to me in his most recent offering uh, called Baby J, which is on Netflix right now and doing quite well. Um, He shares his experience with drug addiction and the subsequent intervention and rehabilitation. And a good majority of this stand-up special is about that. Um, And it gives insight for those of us who have not walked that path um, into what that must be like. But it also gives insight critically into what it means to walk that path as a white straight male in the United States. And again, I mentioned I'm not going to be 
long today because I'm sure you know this full well, but I really do want you to watch that. And I want you to rethink what it means to judge someone uh, based on the color of their skin. Because if you heard that story, um, it's a lot easier to empathize with him because he's a white man and and the way that he tells his story and the way that we receive his story and the audience received his story is like this shouldn't be happening to him and when you hear stories of black folks it's often we're doing it to ourselves and, or we deserve that um that kind of stems from uh a part of my life where i did a little bit of research into the psychology of the self-hatred that some black people um, experience, the white supremacist ideals that we subscribe to. And you know, I mentioned this on a recent episode of this show. Uh, there was a study that was done at, I believe, Harvard or Yale or something. I'm not quite sure, but it was a very prestigious institution where they invited um, daycare workers and teachers to come in and study the behavior of children. And so they had a video of four children, uh, black boy, black girl, white boy, white girl, and they're all playing at a desk. And these teachers were asked to observe uh, any misbehavior. And in the video that all the test subjects were watching, there was no mis misbehavior because that wasn't the point of the study. The point of the study was to track their eye movements to where they anticipated uh, the misbehavior might occur. And overwhelmingly, the white teachers and the black teachers fixed their gaze on the black child. They would glance around, you know, from time to time, but overwhelmingly the vast majority of their focus and their attention was on the black male child um and that illuminated some really deep-seated uh biases that we have against you know black people even if we're black ourselves in particular black men and what it showed is that obviously we're we tend to hyper focus on black people and associate deviant or criminal behavior with black people um, and expect and anticipate that's where it'll come from. But critically, when we're focused on black people, um, think over policing. We are less focused on the three other children in the experiment. Um, and so use that as a bit of aperture, uh, as a sort of aperture into, um, the sort of bias that we may have and couple that with the story that's heard where this man is just kind of, and obviously it's humorous and so forth, but again, if you're able to watch it, um, you'll see that the way that he tells the story, maybe this is a part of, you know, his privilege, maybe the audience, um, kind of extends that privilege to him. It's, it's overwhelmingly like this shouldn't be happening to him and he's sick and he needs help and his friends, you know, step in and his dealers and everyone's very supportive. And when it comes to black people, it's like, again, 
we're doing it to ourselves. However, he admits that he was doing it to himself. He admit, you know, all these things, but it's just not received that way. Um, and the connection that I made in dealing with the handful of people who have uh, had really traumatic experiences with, you know, drug abuse and so forth. Um, a lot of times their stories aren't told in the same way, nor are they received in the same way. You know, as you know, America has had a war on drugs, <laughs> which is basically a war on black people for a long time and kind of put the responsibility for all of that squarely in our laps. It's not to say that we don't bear some personal responsibility for our individual behaviors, but um, the systemic issues, the governmental forces that have caused that reality to set in for us cannot be um, understated. Uh, so speaking of, you know, government, governmental influence and uh, indeed governmental um, statistics, uh, I want to read something before I let you go from the National Library of Medicine, which states uh, that this is a full study, by the way. So it's a full study. I'm going to spare you all the details because, again, I'm confident that you know everything, but I would be remiss to um, ask you to watch this and check your own biases um, and study other people's biases in the same time uh, if I didn't also give you some of the reality of the situation to compare it against. And so um, rather than give you a bunch of data and statistics, I'll just kind of read a, a bit of the introduction, which states the overwhelming increase in our in incarceration attributed to the drug war has disproportionately impacted black communities. In 2011, blacks were incarcer incarcerated at a dramatically higher rate than whites, five to seven times and accounted for almost half of all prisoners incarcerated with a sentence of more than one year for a drug-related offense. So this is from a government study. Um, the website, I know you won't remember, but I have to just uh, share it with you so that you understand that this is not just me talking, is ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. And uh, you can... Check out all the statistics yourself. But again, these are things that we've heard time and again um, as black people. We, we know these things, so no need to flesh them out again here. But what I want us to bear in mind is that how we view um, drugs as a health issue when it involves white folks and how we view drugs as a criminal issue when it involves black folks is a problem. We already know that the government and society at large does that, but I found myself laughing along and not really questioning why this is funny and why when it's black people, it's deviant. Um, you know, there's another example in the news of a, a man named Bam Margera. He's a guy from, you know, the early 2000s, maybe late 90s skateboarder and, uh, he was um, a star of a couple of MTV shows, uh, most notably Viva La Bam, where he played jokes on his family. So, you know, a notable individual, another white male. And the amount of support and the amount of love that goes out to him as he's battling his addiction really shows that there's a lot more forgiveness there. Oftentimes with black people, we have to die first. <laughs> Uh, in order for there to be that level of empathy and sympathy. Um, 
Now, I will say that I think that we're coming around. I think that this uh, opioid crisis has caused the powers that be to be a little bit more empathetic to addiction. Um, but I think that as a 40-year-old man, I had some some skeletons, some ghosts, some zombies that were still hanging out in my head. And I, I would imagine that we all have a couple of biases that we still need to work out. And so, um, yeah, baby J, watch it. And as you're watching it, know that this is a white man telling the story and ask yourself, how would, how would it be different and how would it be received if he was not a white man? There's your homework, right? And uh, once you do that, reach out to me and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you, as always. So uh, you can find me at Ramses Jow on all social media. And of course, you can use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. We'll talk then. All right. Peace. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.